everybody, and welcome to the Voice of Reason podcast. This is your host, Owen Reese, uh, and today we have a very exciting interview with 2021 NFL draft prospect Quinn Miners. Quinn was one of my players at UW-Whitewater uh, during the 2019 and 2020 seasons while he and I were there. Uh, we talk about his journey at Whitewater. We talk about where he's been training down in Texas back up here in Wisconsin, as well as his experiences at the Senior Bowl. Um, then we also talk about his time at Whitewater and kind of some of his draft night plans as well. Uh, Quinn gave us about 40 to 45 minutes of his time, a lot of great candid answers, uh, and a lot of fun to listen to the interview. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, it was mentioned 40 to 45 minutes, so I don't want this to take very long. So we're going to wrap this up here pretty quick and get right to the interview. Again, hope you guys enjoy it. All right, I'm here with Quinn Miners, a uh, former player of mine, um, someone that's been an, uh, a fun experience getting to know over the past year and a half or so, and I'm um, excited for Quinn to see how uh, this upcoming week's going to play out with the 2021 NFL Draft. Quinn, how's it going, man? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's going really well. Like I said, you know, before we got live, I was, you know, finished up a couple workouts today and, you know, looking forward to really, you know, get rid of this next week and get into the draft. Awesome. So yeah, we'll, we'll jump right off from there. Um, so where are you currently training at? Yeah, right now I'm training at a uh, next level in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Um, we have a really solid group of, of, you know, players in the NFL that, that are training there. Um, you know, some notable names that I'm working out with, um, Kevin, Littler, um, Bredesen, um, you know, those are the, some of the offensive linemen that I'm working out with. Um, you know, to, to also put another you know couple names to the gym, the, all the Watt brothers you know, uh, have trained there and and currently do train there right now. So it's a, it's a great gym, a great feel, and I, I really enjoy working with the guys that I'm I'm with. Awesome. So I'm kind of going to jump uh, back into the pre-draft process <clears throat> and then kind of move forward a little bit. So back in uh, last November, prior to Christmas, and then in January a little bit, you got to work with Duke Manyweather down in Texas. Um, you got to work out. It was basically you and, and Rashawn Slater, correct? Yep. Yep. It was just, it was just us three uh, working out together. And yeah, that was definitely a huge uh, moment, you know, to have, to have that, you know, it really worked out to where, you know, Whitewater's semester, I was finishing up my, my fall semester and, and school went for fully virtual um, right after uh, Thanksgiving time. And I told my agent, I was like, Hey, I got only thing I needed with is with me is a computer. So I brought my computer, went down there and, and, you know, trained my butt off for three weeks with, with Duke and Rashawn. And it was, extremely valuable um in this entire you know process so what was your favorite part about working with duke obviously those for those uh not familiar duke manyweather is one of the top offensive line trainers uh for nfl and college guys um a lot of times during the offseason they'll head down to texas and train with duke um and obviously with with rashawn slater opting out of this 2020 season he was down there as well what was your favorite part about um being down with duke or like your your one big takeaway or the biggest thing you learned <clears throat> Uh, the biggest thing I learned was um, it, it was kind of a confidence builder because, you know, I knew going down there, um, you know, I reached out to Rashawn, you know, on Instagram and messaged him like, Hey man, I'm coming down there excited to train with you. And, you know, to, you know, I understood his caliber of, of, you know, this draft, which was you know, arguably the best tackle in this draft. And so I was like, all right, well, this is going to be, you know, where do I rank against another, a top offensive lineman in the draft? Like where, where am I at? Um, so training wise, I mean, uh, Duke was, <laughs> Duke was having us do the German volume training and it was like a whole different style. And to see, to see Rashawn just knock out 10 sets of five pull-ups with no band was something that I was like, 
holy cow, dude. So I had to use a band pretty quickly and I, I lost all feeling in my forearms, you know, after those 10 sets. And that was just the first part of the workout. So, you know, Duke, um, his strength and conditioning background and also knowledge of offensive line is, is crucial when you put them together because now you know how to train, you know, offensive linemen. So, yeah, I think the biggest value, value that I got from there was that was the confidence factor of, of like, hey, like I'm, you know, moving just as well, you know, arguably, um, you know, doing some of those online drills in that highlight video that we made. Yeah. And then so after that, you came back to Wisconsin for a little bit, um, but then you headed back down to Texas and trained at Exos. How did you uh, like your time down there and, and kind of, I would assume, probably more draft centric, <clears throat> like testing centric training, right? Yeah, that was, yeah, Exos was the, you know, they're, they're known for, you know, getting their guys ready to do combine stuff, which is, you know, run the 40, L drill, pro agility, bench, you know, the whole nine yards. That's just what kind of what they're, that's what they do every single year. So yeah, I flew down there on January 3rd and then on the 4th, I went, I went through all my initial, you know, nutrition stuff and, and then kind of just went, went flying through it. You know, the, the best part about being down there was to get another look and to be around other, you know, division one athletes. Cause you know, as a small school player, you're always just like the division one guys, the division one guys. And there's always like this big hyped up picture. So like, for me, I was taking that and making that even like bigger of like who these guys were. So to be able to train with them every single day, see how they act, see how they, how they do things um, was another one of those things that helped keep building the confidence of like, Hey, like I'm just, I'm with these guys, not, you know, as you know, some of the scouts and people are saying, you know, the level of competition thing, but Hey, like I was like, I knew personally that I was pretty close to, to what they were. <clears throat> sure. So you mentioned earlier with your nutrition, um, you know, where are you at weight wise now? Um, and then how is your hand? Obviously we'll talk about the senior bowl later, but uh, broke your hand, um, kind of delayed your bench press. How's that coming along as well? <clears throat> yeah, the weight, the weights, you know, I'm, I'm pretty consistent with my weight. I'm back. I'm up to like 325 now. Um, the, the hand um, has healed up perfectly. So it was really, you know, it was probably the best situation, you know, if I, you know, for breaking my hand where it was just like, all I got to do is kind of wait. There was no surgery, no nothing. Everything just kind of healed back in place. And uh, so I really only had like two weeks of preparation for the bench test because there was eight weeks where I couldn't put any weight, um, you know, on my hand and wrist. So to be able to do 33 like like I did the, at the, you know, part two of the pro day was really cool. Awesome. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, <clears throat> I had the honor uh, of being an assistant coach with you at Whitewater uh, for well, I guess the one full season we actually got together, uh, went to the national championship. And then uh, obviously our season was canceled this past fall, but got to coach you a little bit in the fall as well. Um, you know, our, the head offensive line coach at Whitewater, who is obviously your coach, your entire career there. And then who I had had as a college coach and then got to assist um, Brent Allen uh, as, as an offensive line coach, what was your favorite part of his coaching or like, what was, you know, from my experience playing for him, he was an easy guy to play for, but what was your favorite part of coach Allen's demeanor or coaching style that kind of clicked with you? Yeah. His, I, I always, you know, explain like kind of the way his coaching style is something that I respond to really well, which is, you know, that, that combination of, you know, being someone that's just going to get after you and just kind of light a fighter fire underneath you, you know, if you're slacking in practice or not doing your job correctly, but he's also someone that's, I don't know, I, I refer to as kind of conversational or, you know, kind of players coach ish, you know, like he understands the grind, you know, he played offensive line, you know, at Whitewater and he, he kind of understands the, 
you know, the daily grind of, you know, being a student athlete, you know, at a small school. So it, it was really good to have that variety. You know, some days, you know, he would just be getting after you all the time. And I think that's what we needed as a group. You know, sometimes it's easy to get lazy and slack off and to be able to have a coach that is totally fine with getting after you is awesome. So you mentioned uh, Coach Allen's familiarity with Whitewater. Obviously, for those not familiar, Whitewater is, uh, I don't, trying to find the best way to say this, but the closest to a blue blood that you can have in division three has uh, won six national championships since 2007. How do you think that standard um, and, and Kevin Bullis, the head uh, coach of Whitewater, who obviously we were both under the last couple of years, um, you know, preaches culture constantly and that uh, the standard at Whitewater and how it will uphold, you know, the players, the players want to meet the standard that, you know, everything in the Whitewater program is, you know, working towards you know, excelling in that the standard is excellence. You know, how do you think that your time at Whitewater, you know, in within that culture in the program um, has kind of guided your, you know, obviously you're an intrinsically motivated individual anyways, um, which I'm sure is part of what attracted you to Whitewater. But how do you think that, you know, being within the Whitewater program over the past, you know, three and a half, four years has kind of helped you through this process? Yeah, the culture is definitely something that, is it's just amazing the only way you can describe it is you know being a part of that locker room and those people get it but you know when you when you look at a program like Whitewater and, and you're signing up as a freshman you know it can be kind of a you know a, a big kind of almost daunting task to keep upholding that that level of tradition that we have but I think the coaching staff and, and coach Bullis does a great job of like simplifying it of you know the the fast physical and discipline like those are the three facets that you know we really harp on every single day and and really making things simple so that way we are able to, you know, accomplish, you know, playing fast and, and, you know, just keeping things, you know, simple, you know, the, the hustling to every single drill and just all the other things that as a player you can control, which is something that I think, you know, really helped, you know, make that task of, Hey, the standard here is, is winning the conference title and making a run at the national championship. That's just the standard. And, and if you only like focus on that, it can make it a, a bigger task than it is. And the, and the main task is that is to prepare every single day, you know, to be fast, physical, and disciplined on game day. No doubt. And you mentioned, you know, the, the expectations are very high. Uh, we we're fortunate enough. Obviously, you're coming out of the Whitewater program. Uh, probably wouldn't be inaccurate to call one of the most talented rosters in Division Three uh, on a year-to-year -year basis. So, obviously, you played with some pretty talented kids, including um, your sophomore year, your first year as a starter. You got to start next to an NFL center in Nate Truen. Um, you know, but as an example, but is there a certain teammate or, or anyone that really kind of helped your development, um, maybe that more than others or, um, you know, someone that you really kind of like looked up to or, or leaned on, um, you know, throughout your, your tenure at Whitewater? My, uh, the, I, I instantly go when I think about that, my, my freshman year, the, the seniors that we had, my, my freshman year at Whitewater, it was, you know, the, the two people that kind of took me underneath their wing was, uh, uh, his name is Mitchell Schauer and uh, Jordan Mueller. Um, so Mitchell Schauer was the starting left guard and uh, Mueller was the starting left tackle. And just, uh, you know, it, it, cause I was just, I'm always kind of uh, inside. I take a lot of pressure on things and they really helped kind of ease the pressure and, and help me, you know, understand things because like I was saying before, the standard that at Whitewater as a freshman was something that was very um it was a task that puts a lot of pressure on it. And I was traveling as a freshman. So I was expected to be ready on game day all the time. And to, 
to go from a high school offense to a college offense, there's that jump of just football intelligence. And that's another jump um, I'm about to make. So I'm, I'm trying to take some of those things that I've learned through, through here and keep talking to veterans and, and learn from the older guys to, you know, figure out how to manage that and, and be successful in it. So those are a couple fairly heavy questions. We'll lighten things up here a little bit. What was your favorite uh, play or concept that we ran at Whitewater? <clears throat> I think, so like the first thing I think it's, you know, everyone's going to agree is that his power is awesome, but honestly, I, I really enjoyed the pin and pull scheme that, that we had um, being a backside puller just because the, the overall job was kind of, you know, it was, it was pretty, pretty uh, difficult to do. You know, you had to pull, navigate through a bunch of down blocks and maybe a linebacker blitzed and you're making sure you're not catching the center if he's pulling as well. Like there's just a, a whole bunch of different things and the play is different every time. And the uh, I really enjoy like the hard, difficult, borderline impossible blocks and, and being successful at them because being on the backside of pin and pull and getting that backside linebacker is, is crucial to the play. And then uh, one more thing uh, we've kind of mentioned, uh, what is your favorite? So learning, playing offensive line uh, is just like a, a constant learning process, right? And every coach you have, uh, you'll learn something different from, um, you know, obviously in the, within the last year, right. You've been coached by coach Allen. You were coached by the Miami staff at the senior bowl. You've been working with Duke Manyweather, uh, among other people, right. You're training with um, Kevin Zeitler and Ben Bradison, right. What's your favorite tool or your favorite technique, um, you know, that you've kind of always have at your disposal that, you know, in, in a, in a bad situation, I can use this, uh, to kind of get out of that. Cause I think that's something that the offensive line, I always, it's the most misunderstood position in football uh, and that just the casual fan just doesn't quite grasp a, a lot of the nuance or the context part. It's like, is there a favorite thing that you're like, most people probably don't understand this, but the people that do like, I, I lean on this and that's kind of my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to like a, a pass, a pass thing I lean on and a, and a run thing that I lean on. So Thing, I think in, in pass in pass pro, I really enjoy flash using the flash. So that's just kind of throwing your hand out there and baiting um, the defensive line into into throwing their move early, so that way you can react to it. You know, for the people that don't know what the flash me the flash technique means, um, I think sometimes you know I it was just such a, a move in Division three that just works so well every single time where you throw your hand out there and they think you're punching you right away. Um, the, the, the one in the run game, you know, especially, you know, in the, you know, if you're on backside of, of um, you know, uh, outside zone and, and there's other couple plays that, you know, you can get away with it is the, uh, we call it the back pad. So, you know, you're trying to reach, you're trying to reach someone, but, you know, you can't get them quite reached. You kind of give this, you know, kind of slight little tug, kind of pull them behind you and you, and you, and you kind of sneak through. Um, or, you know, I think uh, Bakhtiari, you know, the slingshot, sling, slingshot method. You know, there's a bunch of um, linemen that use it, and it really is kind of like a – it's a little kind of get-out-of-jail-free card. It's not something you want to be using every single time. Like obviously, you want to win correctly. But it's something where it's like, all right, well, shoot, I'm losing this rep. How do I, you know, salvage it so we can still kind of get ready for the next play? And that's that's one of those moves where, you know, if, if you're quick enough and you, and you can hide it a little bit, you're not going to get called for holding, and, you know, you can still win and survive to play the next down. No doubt. I think for someone that probably has never done it or never played it, probably the best way I can describe it is if you're um, going to race your buddy and uh, he starts to get ahead of you. So you pull the back of his shirt a little bit and you kind of pull him back and pull yourself ahead at the same time. So 
Um, next, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, our relationship, which I think that, you know, I mentioned to you, this to you in the pre-show. I don't want this interview to be cookie cutter. Um, obviously, I'm a, in a fairly unique position uh, within Twitter or anything else, right? Like we, we have a, a fairly good relationship or something that a lot of people in the media don't have. So I kind of wanted to delve into this a little bit and use this as an opportunity for that. So um, I guess, what was your first impression uh, of me as an offensive line coach or a GA? Um, obviously, Whitewater has, I think, five GAs almost at all times. And as a player, they rotate through pretty quickly, um, usually year to year at Whitewater or at, at the most two years. So I guess you had a couple, um, you know, during your time there, I guess. But what was your first impression of me or of any GA as an offensive lineman, you know, with the new assistant <clears throat> coach coming in? Yeah, I think I, I can remember the moment. Um, you know, it, I didn't really understand that we got a new GA every single year. So like, you know, I, you know, my freshman year, I built up a good relationship with the GA and then he left and then we got a new GA, got a good relationship with him. He left. And then I, was, and then I saw on Twitter, you, you posted a picture. It was, uh, I think it was me and Alex Pete uh, in uh, going to the Cobbers it was at, when we were playing against the Cobbers. And I was like, who is this guy? We got, we got another GA. And then, you know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, when we first, when we first saw you and then we kind of had a little bit of the backstory of like, Hey, like you played off the line with, um, coach Allen and, and we got a little bit of more of the backstory. It was like, okay, I think there's, you know, the, the value of having that was, was really important in our offensive line room, you know, going into the next season, because I think some of the GAs didn't have that background of offensive line. And you could just, you could just tell, you could just kind of, you just kind of know, it's one of those things you just kind of know. So for you to, you know, have a, a relationship with, with Jennings and understand the offense he was trying to install and give little tidbits to help you learn it as a player, um, it was, it was awesome to have that and, you know, to keep diving further, you know, at, through the relationship, it was, you know, the, the posting stuff on Twitter that really helped, you know, initially put me on the map. So people knew, knew who I was and you know, the caption is still hilarious. The, the OI hashtag O-line porn. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, but no, I think we've, we've had a great, you know, connection the entire time and it's been, it's been really good to learn, you know, from both sides. Like I provide, you know, useful information, you provide useful information. And I can remember, um, you know, just to keep talking about the stories that people don't know. I mean, there was a period of time there, you know, before I went to go see Duke where it was like trying to figure out what the right decision is. You know, I remember standing outside of the perk and I was like, what do I do? You know, I didn't have the greatest practices. You know, I had four or five practices this fall and I was like, holy cow, like there's definitely some rust here. And I'm like, what, am I making the right choice? And then you were giving me some, some ideas. And so to, to have someone that, that can, you know, bounce ideas off of and actually understand what's happening. It was valuable because my dad's not a, a football guru guy. Like he just, you know, he casually watches a couple games a year on Sunday and like doesn't understand the process. So to have that um, connection was, is, is crucial. You no doubt. I think that's something too, that, you know, kind of leaning up here a little bit, right. We'll eventually get to the senior bowl, but when you, um, decided because at first it, it wasn't we weren't quite sure what we were going to be able to do we were fortunate enough in the fall of 2020 uh, to have 15 padded practices and you were around but you were working out at next level three times a week and so it was kind of tough and we were only able to do certain things with practice and eventually when you finally kind of opted back in and you're like yeah like well if I have a chance to like actually you know hit somebody and, and get some real game reps <clears throat> I think that would be valuable because and I think like 
to your benefit to your there was some i think some hesitancy like right like you didn't want to get hurt right like these these practices don't really mean anything uh, i'm still unsure if i'm going to enter the draft or not and i'm going to be playing and try to play a different position and I, you know i don't need and it, certainly at this point right like after your time at next level you had kind of been training independently for seven or eight months so your body was definitely in a different spot than it was you know, back in January, right? Like after the national championship game, the next time I saw you physically, you had lost 27 pounds since the last time I had seen you about a month or so before that. Right. Like, and so there was some like, well, I don't know, like, do I need really need to practice against this 18 year old who I might hurt and also might get, you know, might hurt me when they get tossed into my knee or whatever. Um, but then you do you played center and it's, it's an adjustment, right? Like, and obviously we'll get into in a second, right. With like the YouTube videos and, and you deciding to play center on your own, but um, you know, it's, it was a different thing. And in, in the, I remember the first day in one-on-ones this fall uh, or this past fall, you got beat by a kid that would have never beaten you the fall before. And like, I remember you just turned around and looked at me and you were like, man, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, just relax. Like you literally haven't played football in 10 months. Right. So like, um, yeah, it's, it's been a different thing. And I think that, uh, I tried to be as, as useful as I could to you, um, in this, we, you know, we kind of mentioned this, uh, last March, I kind of had you put together a highlight tape of, of what you wanted. I wanted to try to pitch you to Jim Nagy right at the senior bowl. And, um, we had just played Ben Barch the prior fall and then he was down there and, and performed really well. And, um, you know, I remember you had kind of said this, like, yeah, like this can kind of be like a mutually beneficial thing. Like we're both trying to get to the NFL just in different capacities. Um, so I think it's worked out um, really well. Uh, I'll kind of bounce around here. So obviously you decided to pick up playing center on your own. I think this was probably kind of through a discussion that we had um, and something that you had kind of put together as well, that being able to play center would make you um, for lack of a better way of putting it like harder to get rid of, right? Like, instead of, oh, well, I can only play guard, being more versatile in that. But I mentioned earlier, you're very individually motivated. Um, can you talk about uh, what you went to? So Peter Jennings is our offensive coordinator. And, you know, what did you go to him during this quarantine? And what did you ask him to do uh, to kind of help expedite your, um, your training or your experience at center? <clears throat> um, so, yeah, to try to really – you know, the, the main thing I understood was like to play, to be in the NFL, especially as a guard, you're not only going to be guard unless you're someone like Quentin Nelson or Kevin Zeitler, where he goes to a team and goes, Hey, I'm right guard only. And that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, unless you're, you know, those guys and you have to really solidify yourself to have that, you know, you're not going to be doing that. You're going to, if you're playing interior offensive line, you got to be able to play all three because I believe they only travel eight offensive linemen in a game. So that's three extra dudes. And that's why you have to be able to shuffle around and know multiple positions. And so that was, you know, like, like you said, we had a conversation of like, Hey, that might be a good idea. Coach Allen's like, Hey, that might be a good idea. And then uh, my agent that I have now was like, Hey, that might be a good idea. And I was like, okay, well, what can I do to, to prepare myself? So I started snapping in the garbage cans with, and started, uh, started the YouTube channel, like you, like you mentioned, so I could just kind of self coach and critique. And Nate was another resource that I used to, uh, you know, how to hold the ball. I mean, I think, I think, you know, there's different guys hold the ball differently, whether they have their thumb on the lace, their hand on the laces, or they just palm it and, and just throw it back there. Um, uh, so the thing with uh, with uh, Coach Jennings, um, I wanted to be able to 
you know, learn, learn a playbook. And I'm not sure this is the, um, the thing with my dad, correct? Yep. Yep. So, uh, I talked to Jennings and I was like, Hey, like, let's, let's put something together that can really help us, uh, us as an offense, help people learn the playbook better and, you know, use this time during the summer to really, you know, make sure we're ready for 2020. You know, I, I looked inside on what I could do better as a captain because, the way we lost in 2019 in the national championship is one of those things. Like it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to get, you know, 40 points put up on you. Usually we're the ones doing that. And now to get 40 points put on you, it was different. So um, I, I talked with coach Jennings. I talked with my dad and my dad's a software engineer for GE. So he's pretty familiar with, you know, building software and stuff like that. So uh, I had coach Jennings help me, you know, put things together, you know, with, with our playbook and create a, a random generator through a website and you would just hit refresh and it would give you a play. It would give you a front and it would refresh every like 25 seconds. So, you know, try to simulate some type of a play play clock. So what I was doing was I had a blank notebook. I would get the play and the front, and then I would draw it all up and draw the combinations and try to, you know, learn something that way. And um, it worked, it worked really well. You know, unfortunately we weren't able to, you know, use it this, you know, for the season, but it's definitely a tool that I'm going to be using coming up here to try to learn an NFL playbook. No doubt. And then, so I, I've alluded to this a couple times before that, um, you know, obviously it came time we had been communicating, uh, but I think, I believe it was Josh Myers, the center from Ohio state ended up getting hurt and uh, kind of opting out of the senior bowl, which is what you allowed you in, right. As uh, someone in part of your training video, as you mentioned with Rashawn Slater with Duke and, you know, kind of, lobbying for you uh and and trying to get you in there and then so when they let you know like hey like congratulations you're going to the senior bowl um but like you have to play center every day uh were you so I kind of mentioned right like you weren't the typical dominant Quinn Miners that I had gotten used to at guard at Whitewater while you were playing center um during this past fall and obviously leading into the senior bowl I know you're a confident kid like was there any nervousness for you at all going in there like god I've this biggest chance of my life and I have to do it at a position that like I basically had to try to teach myself and like it's not my natural spot <clears throat> yeah I'm gonna tell this story for years but I mean that that bus ride man like I, I feel like everyone was like pretty calm and, and relaxed and collected maybe that's just the way I viewed it but man was that a roller coaster of, of emotions the 20 bus ride to the stadium to go practice was was unbelievable it was like I was going, like, I was able to talk myself through it and like, you know, get this confidence and like, let's go. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to do really well. And then it was like, oh my God, I've, I have one week to prove everything, you know, and a lot of it's leaning on it. I was getting, you know, nervous, doubting myself and, you know, all the, you know, just, it was just a roller coaster. I was, I was kind of a mess. <laughs> I was a mess, but it, the, the switch really turned on, you know, when I was back in the locker room, I saw my Warhawk helmet, I put all the pads on and then I walked through the tunnel, you know, something that people take for granted. Like it was to walk through that tunnel to go out to practice was so cool. And the switch turned on and I was just kind of like pissed off, angry. I should be here. And like, let's go. And to, to comment on the center thing, I didn't know I was playing only center until the night before um, the first practice. Um, when, uh, <clears throat> when Jim Nagy called me, he goes, are you ready to play guard and some center? That was what he said to me. He's a guard and some center. And then, you know, all the, the full rosters come out. I'm looking at our group of guys and I was like, I only see one center here. And that's Creed. <laughs> I only see one center here. Everyone else is not a center. And I was like, okay. 
uh, maybe someone else or something. And then, yeah, the night before the first practice, the offensive line coach, Coach Lem, um, he texted me and goes, hey, Quinn, Coach Lem, just wanted to let you know I have you written up as center, center for day one and day two. And I was like, okay. So to try to go to bed that night was definitely rough as well and added to the, the already emotional uh, start to the week. No doubt. So uh, this was kind of a, a whitewater thing, right? But when we were – after we knew that you were going to the Senior Bowl – uh, we knew the Dolphins staff was one of the, the teams there and we were kind of hoping, right. Cause, and he's been promoted since, but when you were there, uh, Eric Studisville is the running backs coach, but he's also a whitewater alumnus. Did you get to meet up with him there at all and kind of talk to him? Did that kind of having a, you, I, I don't know if you'd ever met him before, but we had had a couple of team zoom meetings last summer where he would come and talk to us. Like, was that like calming for you at all to kind of have another guy there that at the very least, like if I talk about the perk, this dude knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was definitely like so cool just how small, how small the world is. I think there's a lot more people that know about whitewater football than I ever really expected. And to go on to an NFL team, you know, like the Dolphins and go up to Coach Studisville and be like, hey, what's up? You know, you know, go, go, you know, how's you remember the perk and, you know, talk about, you know, certain things and the game day and to have that, you know, relationship was, it was definitely a calling because nobody else can relate to, you know, the fact that 10,000 fans was a big deal to me <laughs> you know 10,000 fans is like the limited capacity this year for all the games and even sometimes it was it was more than that so you know you, you know you go to you know some big 10 games I mean there's 80,000 people so like that's something I've never experienced so to have that you know that small school understanding was definitely calming um what was your favorite obviously like you became this you know media darling sensation there and you've got your jersey pulled up which you know was was nothing new to me but um, was popular on Twitter and all that stuff but like what was your you know obviously there's there's the time that the TVs are on right like at practice but there's a lot of downtime you're interviewing with teams but there's a lot of time too like just hanging out with the other guys like who are so who are like if you could give us a couple names of guys that you kind of really bonded with on your roster or like guys that you really like this will be a cool friendship moving forward yeah it's it's really hard to you know I'm going to pick favorites because our offensive line room was awesome. But the the first guys that I really gravitated towards were uh, Spencer Brown and, and Dylan Raidens because, you know, they had their season canceled slash, you know, NDSU had their one game. So they, the smaller school, you know, vibe was definitely something I wanted to – I kind of naturally gravitated towards. And, you know, really, really great dudes. On top of that, Notre Dame, the Notre Dame guys, um, Hainsey and uh, Banks, were also really cool. Um, you know, to give a little insight on like my mentality coming in, you know, to the locker room the first time, you know, I kind of thought everyone was just going to be, you know, a little stuck up, you know, I just kind of thought, you know, the D1 guys are going to be stuck up. So that's why I originally wanted, wanted to talk to, you know, Dylan and, and Spencer, but everyone was really cool. And it was awesome to, you know, you, you, you watch these players play on, on Saturday and on TV and stuff, but to, you know, finally put some, you know, personality behind the number and the, and the helmet was was really special and cool and and like I was saying before you know Creed was the only center so I, I definitely you know learned a lot just from watching you know the way he was playing the position and then as well to kind of wrap up <clears throat> your bowl thing obviously you weren't able to play much in the game because you injured your hand the day of practice but you were voted as the practice player of the week uh, as the offensive line thing which is voted on by the opposing I believe it's defensive line and linebackers um, on your roster <clears throat> if you could just kind of you know, explain what that meant to you, right? Like as the small school kid, as the D3 guy that 
was an alternate to get in and to kind of make that impact on your peers, right? Like screw Twitter, screw Daniel Jeremiah and the NFL, like the coverage, right? The TV, the guys that you're playing against, the kids that are your age that, you know, went to these huge D1 schools, for them to have that amount of respect for you, like, can you talk about what that feeling was like? Yeah, because, you know, things really change very quickly. You know, there's only three three practices, so three opportunities. But, you know, I, I walk into the locker room, you know, the first day and, you know, no one's, you know, you know, who's this guy? What is that helmet? You know, and blah, 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 like not really paying attention to me or anything like that. And I started, you know, really, um, you know, earning and gaining the respect of, you know, other other players, which is really which is really awesome, you know, to have someone, you know, like Levi, you know, that, you know, instantly started gaining his respect and, and we were able to talk, you know, Osa able to talk with him. And, you know, just the other, all the other guys on the defense to, to go from someone that like, you know, who is this to like, you know, being able to go up to them, shake their hand and like, say like, Hey, that was awesome competing with you all week. And to have that, like, I don't know, 180 degree, like shift was special. And then to put it on top to have the, the trophy was, was awesome. And then finally to wrap up here, I know you're, you're a busy guy and um, you know, obviously a, a pretty big week coming up this next week or so week and a half or so um you know do you have any plans for the draft uh obviously we're the the draft is we're filming this on a tuesday night so this will probably either come out tonight or tomorrow morning um so about a week or so eight days away um do you have any big plans set up for that yeah not really big plans i'm just going to keep it small and and simple i'm just going to be at my house with my dad and the rest of my family um, in Hartford, Wisconsin. Um, my girlfriend will be there as well. Uh, I just kind of want to keep it the group small, you know, the original, original kind of group of people that have been with me since, you know, the high school days and growing up. So that's, that's kind of what I plan on doing. You know, I'm not, you know, super like nervous or, or like anything like that. I'm just excited, you know, whatever happens, you know, there's always the, you know, people that fall and rise. Like, I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried. I'm not, well, I'm not worried at all. I'm just excited to see, you know, it's just it's funny that I learn when everyone else learns what team I'm on. I, I just find that like kind of weird, but I'm excited to see what happens next week. It'll be a special moment for sure, especially oh, yeah. to come from, especially to come from, you know, you were able to see really the beginning of all of this, you know. So it's it's cool to have you know to be on here. I think we should we'll probably even have a part two here, you know, maybe teaser here. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, no, I. I I have been given this little bit of, you know, this luxury of I've done this, uh, you know, Twitter or whatever, like draft coverage, whatever you want to call it over the past five or six years. And, um, you know, you get to talk about players and whatever else. And, you know, I've really had the honor of this year of being like, oh, well, you're the whitewater guy, right? Like, you know, Quinn, you know, whatever. Um, And, you know, everything I, everyone I put, you know, like I just couldn't be happier for you. Um, You know, obviously being a coach, you're, spent a lot of intimate moments with you guys, right? Like a lot of the the practices on the backfields at Whitewater when it's 105 degrees and I'm 10 minutes into practice and you guys are giving me crap because I've already sweated through both of my shirts and stuff like that, right? <laughs> like the, just the amount of, um, you know, the amount of the, the camaraderie within the O-line room as a coach or a player, um, it's been a special thing. And, uh, you know, getting to see you operate in your process um, couldn't be happier for you. Um, you know, everyone always asks me like, well, where's he going to go? And my first, like, well, hopefully as high as possible, you know, but, um, just, uh, I don't know. Don't want to get too mushy on here with you, but, uh, I'm proud of you, man. Uh, it's been a fun ride. 
Uh, and luckily, like you said, it's just kind of just the beginning here. So um, is there anything else that you want to, uh, you know, kind of push? I know, obviously, we've had the uh, the hugs for Elena, if you want to touch on that. Um, you had your your T-shirts went out to, to benefit that cause. If any, if you're still doing anything like that, um, obviously, you know, if you want to let the people know. Yeah, you know, the, the shirt sales, you know, have concluded and um, I'm, I'm planning on trying to do something cool um, next week. But yeah, obviously, you know, you can check out the Hugs for Atlanta page and, you know, just educate yourself on, on the glute one and, you know, what I'm trying to support, you know, and, and to, to touch on the, the other stuff, you know, you're, you're the, like the only person that has really like the knowledge and the backstory of somebody, you know, the, the weirdest thing that I've noticed through <clears throat> the draft Twitter is just the amount of guys, you know, that just talk about players and not really having any substance to be able to have you know, someone like you that can really give substance to the draft community is, is cool because a lot of people are just saying, <laughs> saying nonsense, just to say nonsense out there. No doubt, man. Um, yeah, it's certainly an odd space. Uh, I know a couple of times early in this process, once you would like officially like declared and um, you know, I've had gotten a couple of the instances where I've gotten to text you and be like, Hey, like, is this going on? And like, yeah, well per source. Um, and everyone kind of jokes are like, Oh, I wonder who the source is. Um, you know, but I remember a couple of people who are like, you would message me and you're like, who is this person? Like, I don't need to like, are, do I need to talk to them or not? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's certainly been a fun and, and wild process. And he said, hopefully it's, you know, for you, it's just getting started here, but Quinn, thanks for taking the time, man. Appreciate it. It's good seeing you. I haven't seen you since the pro day. Uh, we keep in contact. I usually, um, you know, probably text once or twice a week, but it's good seeing you. Um, and obviously like I said, a big week coming up here. So I'm excited for you. And uh, like I said, couldn't be prouder of you, buddy. And hopefully in, in a week or so, I'll be able to put in my jersey order on NFL.com and pay full price for a jersey <laughs> for the first time in my life. So um, <laughs> like I said, I appreciate having you on, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And, and hopefully we'll get to do this again soon. Hopefully there is a part two. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And yeah, let's uh, let's get the part two done. <clears throat>